Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And now, here is the Dr. Bromwell to my Dr. Octopus, my soothing friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Oh, I was a little sleepy, but now I'm now I'm wide awake since we've started. I, I'm a doctor today, too. I think you're better off as Dr. Bromwell. You, you've I'll, got I'll that. be the good doctor. Soothing. Your music. You're a soothing guy. You, you know go. what I'm saying? So, All right. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, Amazing Spider-Man 53. But before we do, I wanted to point out, Eddie, that I actually get to start reading today Epic Collection number 4 for Amazing Spider-Man, which is called The Goblin Lives. And this epic collection book, which you could buy overpriced on eBay because it's out of print, uh, covers Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. I thought about it. <laughs> covers Amazing Spider-Man 53 through 67. Uh, but for now, right. we're going we're to go with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 53. Eddie, why don't you take over from there? All right. Enter Dr. Octopus. He's back, everybody. Um, we open with Spidey reading a disparaging J. Jonah Jameson editorial while simultaneously bugging J. Jonah Jameson by hanging outside his window. Flash spots and praises Spidey as he swings off. Standing next to him, uh, an irritated Harry is upset because Peter's never around while Gwen alludes to her interest in Peter again. Upon arriving at school, Peter bumps into Gwen and asks her to a date at the science expo. Ooh. <laughs> Gwen is also a science major and accepts. Flash is irritated, but Gwen's interest in Peter overrides all. And now it's time for an official new James B. feature on Let's Read Spider-Man. Uh, I, th I think we should call this the complicated ladies of Peter Parker's life. James B., how are the ladies faring? <laughs> So thank you. I, I love to uh, I love to play Bachelor and Bachelorette in the middle of my <laughs> Spider-Man podcast. But I also want to say, in the same world here, this is kind of also where we get to have a little bit of Flash and Harry because they're part of this world. You agree? Even though we talk about the ladies yeah. of Spider-Man, very and, important. And for Flash, it's it's interesting that he's he comments that you know it's like his Gwen. You know, it's sort of like you're trying to beat my time with Gwen, like. Flash comes in thinking Gwen's his girl when I think Gwen is Harry's girl, but apparently she is ready to just go on a, a, a date with Peter and Harry just doesn't seem to care. So if you're asking me for the quick update, here's what I would say. I would say Gwen is getting exactly what she wants, which is a chance to go with Peter and uh, Mary Jane Watson seems to be okay with it. Um, <laughs> for now um you know we're, we're going to talk about her a little more later but eddie that's that's my report um all right at the science expo doc ock pops up to steal a missile defense system called i think the nullifier uh the guards try to tear gas spidey's old foe to no avail i know you like to make jokes but i think it's i think we need to take a moment and talk about the fact of again this is now the ultimate anti-spider-man tool i mean we, we joke about it, but Eddie, every issue, at least once, this is the way you take Spider-Man out with gas, right? It's, it seems to be commonly known among all his all his uh, foes. foes. But, I mean, when Doc Ock came back, I thought, wait a minute. This was like a big thing with Doc Ock's master planner henchman, you know? And I thought... Spider-Man had a gas mask. He had a gas mask he wore to defeat the henchmen before. So, like, Spidey, put that gas mask back on, and suddenly you're going to have to be a lot more clever or creative to defeat him. So, 
I mean, because you can't you can't punch Spider Man. It doesn't seem to work. I mean, he can take punches and literally rest while he's getting punched. Un- unbelievable, right? So you can't punch him. Uh, he can get out of airtight situations. It seems when he needs to. You can't drown him. You can't crush him. But oop, a little bit of gas from a from a necktie from like the kingpin um, from our last podcast or from you know some random master planner dude. Like right? It, it's very problematic. I. And it seems to have a very simple solution, but unless he can hold his breath in time, you know. He said that before. He said, like, that's one of his things. Oh, I didn't take a big enough spidey breath. Right, right. But please, but okay, please jump back into your uh, storyline here. All right, so we're at the science expo. Doc Ock gets tear gas, but he, well, he swirls his arms around to get rid of the tear gas. If anyone's interested, Um, but Doc Ock has a lot of trouble fighting Spidey and ends up having to drop the stolen nullifier towards innocent bystanders to get away. Uh, Spidey manages to tag him with the tracker um, when he escapes. We see a flashback of how Doc Ock survived his underwater base collapse during his previous encounter with Spidey. While brooding, he finds the spider tracker. The, so. uh, the, these spider trackers um, <laughs> that the Doc Ock found on him, of course, Spider-Man's nice enough to make them look like little spiders. That way there you can be like, oh, who put this red little spider on me with the Spider-Man logo? I wonder who did this secret logo. Um, how does, do we determine, you know, I have, you know, I've had an issue with this one too. Do we determine how Spider-Man tracks a Spider-Man tracker? At first he used to carry a little radio around like very early on, but now it's, unclear I, I always thought it worked with his spider sense that at least from my childhood that's what i assumed but i don't know james okay. b okay i yeah i i don't like it it's one of my one of my pet peeves on the storyline but that's okay he you know the fact that again i remember spider-man swinging around and all of a sudden he's like hmm something's going on and he's like i think it's this way and he swung like two miles down to the docks and he's like yep it's right where i thought it was so he, i don't know why he needs a tracker if he can just find crime right. just by sensing it but okay let's it gives gives the bad guys a chance to know they're being tracked um before we talk about the science expo one more time um I wanted to let you know that you told me that Gwen told you and told the listeners and told the audience that she's a science major, right? Yes. yes. Amazing. Yes. So did this, did Peter not know this or did he know this? Cause she said it to him like, by the way, you know, I am a science major. Thanks for asking me to the science expo. Like, is that because who's that for? Who's, who's that message for you think? I mean, I, I, Peter's whole theme here he, he is the epitome of a doofus when dealing with gwen like his ability to miss every signal from gwen that she is very interested in him i cannot help but actually think gwen is a science major just to get a little closer to peter and peter should definitely note this and be like oh you know they have now they have like a huge thing in common it's aggravating how ding dong peter is <laughs> with I, gwen I, I think the message was actually written for the reader. By the oh. way, Gwen's a science major. You probably don't remember this because we don't ever bring it up. I think they slipped it in there for us as opposed to Peter. It wasn't for him. It's sort of like we see this mess. We see like the radio says something mm. just so Spider-Man can happen to hear it and know where to go. You know, I think it was sort of like, a, how are they going to, why would she want to go to that? That doesn't seem right. It's like, don't forget, she's a science major. Like have her remind us that she's a science major. I think that we're supposed to have not remembered that. So that's all. Huh. So, all right, why don't you wrap up? I've been interrupting you a lot. Why don't you take uh, this all the way home for the All right, here we're back to the Science Expo. 
um, Peter reappears at the Science Expo, and Gwen calls him a dreamy pistachio. <laughs> Uh, take a look for look for that one, readers. <laughs> they head to the coffee bean where Gwen and MJ exchange barbs as to who is Peter's lady. Peter seems to be only worried about Harry's happiness until Aunt May and Miss Watson show up. We find out Aunt May is renting a room in her house, and Peter ditches his friends to escort the aging future landladies home. Doc Ock lays an explosive trap for Spidey using the spider tracker he found. Spidey swinging through the city uh, finds the trap, but cleverly avoids it, and there's a huge explosion, and Doc Ock thinks Spidey has been defeated. At the end, we see Doc Ock going to find a room to lay low in. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what's going to happen there, James B. <laughs> I, I got one question from this issue that we already kind of discussed. When will we see the end of gas, James B.? Is it ever going to happen? Uh, spoil- gas being used to, uh, spoiler. Spoiler. Not going to see it. Done. It's not going to go away next issue. It's <laughs> that's for it's, sure. It's in fifty four, folks. So we could just we could just roll into that one now. Uh, is there anything I'm, else? To I'm say? ready for it. Is there anything to say about fifty three that we didn't interrupt uh, in cover? Is there... Other than I really I enjoyed it the issue quite a bit actually. I mean I do really like Doc Ock and there's things that happen in Spider Man's world with his friends and Aunt May and it's all pretty fascinating. I did like when Peter was walking away with Aunt with Aunt May and Aunt, uh, Anna Watson, and he said, "See you later." I'll make sure the, I'll make sure no one flirts with these two pussy willows on their way home. They're really milking the pussycat pussy willow joke. <laughs> I can't help it. It just keeps coming back around. So yeah, I I also enjoyed this issue. I don't think I enjoyed it. I thought it was like, okay, this is fine. But I think after reading 54, it made 53 better because I thought 54 was, was good and it pulled it along. Agreed. Without 54, 53 would have struggled. Let's do 54. We'll do the sponsor at the end of 54. Is that okay? That sounds good. All right. Take it All away. Right. The Tentacles in the Trap. Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 54. Uh, Doc Ock is renting Aunt May's room. Oh, my Where God. Start? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> he explains to her that the newspapers had it wrong and that Spider-Man was the real criminal. Aunt May needs to do a background check here. <laughs> but uh, Doc Ock moves in and makes himself at home, setting up a mini lab. We we have to we have to stop, like, because we're just like, uh, we're just like, hey, Doc Ock moves into Aunt May's house, and we just we're just gonna go ahead and keep doing the summary. Don't we have to stop here for a minute? I Isn't this one of those so. moments where we have to be like, what? Like I, I love, I enjoy this dynamic uh, vastly here. Aunt May, although it makes her seem rather bumbling. I mean, she does have a history with Doc Ock. Yes, I appreciate it coming back around. They know each other. Yeah, it's a, it's in the it's in the Sinister Six because yes. and and it, she says, "You're the kindly Doctor Octopus whom I visited in 1964 with Miss Betty Brandt." <laughs> I'm like, is that what happened? Is that, is that what happened? You call that a visit? It was a visit. Right? That's like if, that's like if Spider-Man saw Dr. Octopus and, and Spider-Man said, you're that guy I was playing tag in the park with. You're Doc Ock, right? I mean, she thinks she was visiting? Like still? 
Well, it doesn't portray Aunt May as in a no. good light for sure. No, it really it doesn't, doesn't. Doesn't lead her. She wasn't. She wasn't on a full science scholarship somewhere. But and that's not. And this isn't my biggest problem with this issue, by the way. And that's a. That's not Ooh. my biggest problem. I'll, I'll cover it at the end. What my biggest problem with? But okay. Okay. Right. Keep keep going. All right. Um, meanwhile, Peter is irritating Harry by not being oh. trustworthy or available to hang out with. Peter. <laughs> Peter heads to the Bugle in the hopes of catching a lead on where Doc Ock is. Joe Robinson is there uh, once again to introduce himself. Peter discovers nothing, and on his way home, he bumps into MJ and Gwen at the Coffee Bean. They fight over who gets to hang out with Peter, <laughs> but Peter ends up leaving to go see Aunt May. All right. You know, I, <laughs> I could spend 20 minutes here, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> Update on the ladies. Yeah, uh, you know what? If I have to do something here between the ladies and Joe Robbie, I think, though, we have to talk about Harry again. Here goes Peter down a path that he has opportunities to make headways with Harry, and he's just making the wrong choice after the wrong choice. And I'm not not saying I know anything, because I don't, but I'm saying when you see... There was a time when Harry became... All of a sudden, Peter's friend for, like, no reason at all. Yes. And then all of a sudden, his dad comes along, and we get the goblin running all over the place. Well, I mean, they're setting something up, aren't they? Like, the fact that Harry is getting angrier and angrier, something's coming. And there's, it's a gonna... lot of, there's a lot of panels with him having a very angry face, for sure. Which and is, it... that, that alludes... That... that illustrates more to me than any of his words what his mood is. Yeah, and, and, the, and it's going to have, you know... I, I'd be well. I don't know. I'd be shocked if it's not related to the goblin in some way. That 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 the Harry yeah. when Harry's actions are going on, it's usually goblin. Or you want to have Peter moving out for some reason, but I don't know why. I don't know why you'd have him moving out. But something's going on with that, and it's going to resolve in the way these guys write in the next you know ten issues. So, but all right. <laughs> all right, you can keep all right. Going. I will continue on, James B. <laughs> moving on. Upon arriving at Aunt May's, Peter finds Doc Ock having tea with his aunt. <laughs> he accuses Doc Ock of being a criminal, to which Aunt May says he's been very misunderstood by the press. Doc Ock takes Peter aside and threatens to hurt Aunt May if he goes to the police. Exasperated, Peter leaves and forms a plan to attack Doc Ock in the night. When night comes, Spider-Man tries to lure Doc out out of Aunt May's house, but is unsuccessful. Uh, the doctor uses his old master planner connections to call up some purple-suited goons. They helicopter in, clumsily attack Spider-Man, attempt to gas him <laughs> once again, but are promptly defeated. It appears Aunt May is no longer in the house with Doc Ock, so Spidey attacks him inside the house. He plays possum. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, he, he plays possum, <laughs> and Doc Ock says to him, What? You were just playing possum to pretending to be knocked out. And then he says, right, but I'm through pretending now. This is for real. After he wakes up from playing possum, does he uh, beat Doc Does he beat Doc Wakes Ock? up, um, yeah. but can't defeat him because Aunt May shows up and she faints upon arrival. So Doc Ock flees and in a desperate effort to help his aunt, Peter takes off his mask and reveals to her he's Spider-Man. But she doesn't wake up, and eventually Dr. Bromwell shows up to save her. We are left with Peter yelling through a large hole in the wall that next time he sees Doc Ock, he will rid the world of him forever. Well, do you know what we will not rid the world of is our sponsors, Eddie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's hear the so, sponsor. So before, yeah, before we talk about uh, the end of this issue, I want to make sure we get our sponsor in. 
yeah. are you looking to save some money, Eddie? Always. Okay. Right? Well, if you and the listeners of Let's Read Spider-Man are looking to save some money, I have an opportunity for you. Okay. You could move out of your overpriced place that you probably recently purchased. <laughs> you or any of the Let's Read Spider-Man listeners could move in with May Parker and Anna Watson. Five great reasons to move in with them would include the following. Eddie, it's never too shocking or scary because if things are too crazy, it could it could just kill the landlady, literally. It's comfortably furnished, light, and comfortable, so it's Dullsville very often. <laughs> Eddie, listeners who choose to move in with May Parker and Anna Watson will get lots of time alone. The landladies are often out of town or on vacation um, sometimes they're in bed uh, sleeping or clinging to life or they're in the hospital so you could take time to do you know whatever you want to work on like experiments or whatever without interruption uh, another good reason Eddie it's educational to live there you could sit down and have an old fashioned chat trust me there is no better place Eddie it's exciting Young girls could stop by at random times and play records and dance. Sometimes you just got to dance, as I've been told. And I want to let you know, guys and girls and anyone, I'm talking about everyone because all applicants are welcome. Although it's suitable for a retired lady or gentleman, even if you're wanted by the police, just explain that it's a mix-up with the media, it's someone else's fault, and you can just move right in. So please check your local paper to contact May Parker or Anna Watson at the address and start saving today. Pussy Willow, you won't regret it. All Eddie, right. have you thought about saving some money by shifting you and your family to move in with May Parker or Anna Watson? In, into the one room in Anna, uh, May Parker and Anna Watson's house. Well, she seems to find herself in a lot of trouble more often than not. But I do know... She's not going to be giving out background checks to us, right? Correct, correct. Rent. I hope she's charging a, a fistful a fistful of rent there for whoever's moving in because it seems like there could be a lot of shady dealings. I, I would love to sit down to a cup of tea with Aunt May uh, and, quite frankly, frankly, with Doc Ock as long as he didn't have some vendetta against me. So, Well... Eddie, why do you think Doc Ock is so motivated to become the master of crime? I, I had to think, I, I thought about this. Like, Doc Ock has so many, he's such a well put together character, like, overall. I really thought he was more Craven like in his vengeance against Spider Man. Like, he was, he was like, I'm going to get rid of Spider Man more than anything. But he seems to constantly be gravitated back to selling expensive things so he can build a giant crime ring. To which I'm like, I mean, he's not the kingpin. Like, he's Doc Ock. He he could do a lot a lot of things with both his brilliance and his, you know, mechanical arms. I, James B, what what do you think of his master of crime or you know master planner I don't strategy? Know what, I I don't know what he's doing. I really don't. I don't. I'm never good at determining the motivations of the criminals. Uh, it always bothers me that they don't just take what they can get and get out of there and I don't I don't understand what he's trying to do either I don't speaking of bother you said something bothers you more than um, the uh, the yes. uh, mini lab 
and at me just letting Doc Ock in. Yeah. What was it, James B? I want to know. I was flying along through the whole issue. Do you remember last, do you remember a couple issues ago um, when an issue, Amazing Spider-Man 50, Peter goes and saves the uh, the old ancient Night Watchmen, which is what all Night Watchmen yes. are. And the guy says, like, you probably saved my life. And it really bothered me. I'm like, probably saved my life. Like, you was about to be thrown over the edge by two dudes. And your line is, you probably saved my life. Well, when Dr. Bromwell shows up and he says to him, do you know what caused the shock? In the panel before, the panel after, there's like this ginormous hole in the house. I estimate it is a 26 foot wide hole yeah. in the house an entire wall is missing and it's sure. facing it's facing other houses and it's facing the front of them which means it's <laughs> it's when dr bromwell pulls up he could be like why is there a 26 <laughs> by 12 hole in your house it's that that's really big eddie and he's like, know, I'm not really sure what caused this show. You know, I know that's bothering you, but like, I was bothered even more by like, Aunt May is like fainted on the gro- ground, and Peter calls Doctor Bromwell. Are there not like ambulances and hospitals nearby? He's gonna have to wait for wherever Doctor Bromwell is to show up. <laughs> he's like, he's not in surgery again. Yeah, I know. Aunt May would. Who knows how long she would have to wait. Hey, I want to just summarize uh, our issues with a couple bullets. Okay. You can you can just jump in with me if you want. Harry's getting mad at Peter. Gwen is getting more and more into Peter. Peter's really mad about Doc Ock. Aunt May is really, really fragile. Oh, my goodness. Anything else that we learned in here, like uh, bullets? I mean, gas is your best weapon against Spider-Man. Yeah, true. Again. And Doc Ock still has his many connections to his old master planner days. We're not going to check the mail because you'll tell us. Apparently, we <laughs> listen to the last issue. You're like, I'm not going to check the mail for five more issues. Can we just trust you that if there's mail, you let us know? I promise I'll let us know. All right. So I won't ask you every time. Mail. If there's yeah. mail at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com, <laughs> you let us know. So listeners, he'll check it. But he apparently doesn't want me to keep asking him because he thinks it's just a waste of his eight <laughs> seconds to click on it every time. It's too depressing for our podcast if no one emails us. It may just be like, there is no email, James B. <laughs> yes, but we're just, no. Okay, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I was going to go over my, this is my, like, shocking panel. This is This is up there. I was thinking... One last thing I'll add here, James B. When I'm looking at Aunt May and Doc Ock having a cup of tea, this panel is better than when Spider-Man wears a hat. And it could be like my all-time favorite panel. <laughs> Seeing a shocked Peter walk in on Aunt May having a cup of tea with Doc Ock. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good one. <laughs> All right. I'm ready for my closing. If you have a chance to have a hot cup of tea with Doc Ock and Aunt May, make sure you do so. Bye, listeners. Goodbye. Okay, so just average length twenty nine minutes. So we're the eleventh best podcast, according to Feed Spot. Is it Spider Man Podcast? Yeah, Spider Man Podcast. Best 20 Spider-Man podcasts. But there's only 17, right? There's only 17. (laughs)
So that means and that... I, I, I think we can only move up on the list because if we look at the length of these other ones, I mean, somebody average length, 117 minutes. Wow. What a podcast. There's only one other person here, James B., who keeps their podcast under 30 minutes. I mean, that's they're not into editing. They're not as good editors. They just put all their junk out there. I can't believe people have podcasts that are that long. I mean, I listen to podcasts that are long, though. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to long ones. I get it, but... There's no way this there's no way this podcast should be longer than thirty minutes. I am complete agreement. There's no way our podcast should be longer than five minutes. <laughs> there's we should that's, just do this. We, that's brutal. <laughs> we should do the summary and we should get out of there. And uh, you got anything to say? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Harry's major is? I I I assume in finance lawyer. Oh, I was gonna go like poli sci. No. I don't think so. He's like a business kid, not like a yeah, political he's person. Yeah, absolutely business. Because uh, I hate to I hate to be stereotyping here, but I, I like he comes from such a wealthy family. He already knows how to manage wealth to a certain extent. It just plays right into his hands to be a business person, since his dad is kind of too. Although I would argue his dad is definitely into the research and development of his company. Did you see? Okay, sorry. I was listening. I was listening to you. I know sometimes I start changing <laughs> topics. I was just like, I didn't have that much to say about it. Like the answer was finance. Move on. Hey, um, did, did you see how Joe Robbie? Um, did you see Joe Robbie sort of like standing for Spider Man in his like barely two panels? Did you? Yes. Yeah, could you see it a little bit? I did. I yes. I've this time I like really looked at Joe Robbie. Yeah. I've been wondering how you managed to get some shots. He's like, ask me on lightning. We haven't got a good picture in a long time. Blah, blah, blah. What are you talking to this kid for? You know? Yes. And then, like, he was only in two panels. Him and his pipe. Yeah, he's got his pipe. Yeah. So. He's the best spot news photographer he's run into. I'm like, he's all praise, praise, praise. They refer to him as a photog. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yes, which is a word I had to look up, you know, someone who photographs. But I didn't know that was a real word. Photog. You, you looked up the word photog? Yeah. You like stopped and you're like, hmm, what's a photog? You I mean, I, I just, I didn't think it was a real word. I didn't like, I didn't know that's how you abbreviate photographer and still have it be a real word. So. Did you look up when, when he says, well, it isn't Sir Galahad on a supercharged no, steed? Did you understand I that? I should have done that. I'm, I'm doing a bad job with my dated references lately. I'm going to bring it back next, next pod. Not on a, <laughs> not when you do a double. These doubles take a long time. But yeah, can you? We used to. We, we've done triples before. We did a quadruple. <laughs> Those were really bad, though. We did 16, 17, 18, 19. <laughs> we just, we just, you know what? Honestly, I think I'm sure I was doing the summary and I was just like, yes. Spider Man fights this person and we're done. Any questions? <laughs> Because I know my summary, how, how battles go. They go, because you got to do one of those for me. Come on, just as a flashback. Say, like, after, after a seven-page fight, the battle ends, Spider-Man wins. That's how the yeah. James, B, yeah. James B summary is. Your summary's like, your summary's like, after five boring dead lead panels. I hate dead leads. He bugs me. So Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware.